Yo, yo, yo. Welcome, everybody, to another fabulous episode of the world's greatest know-nothing podcast, the Creative Riding Motorcycle Experience. All right. I composed this song on the automaton, and if you want some more like it, hit me up, because I... I can't even hear. Moto One Podcast Network. You're listening to Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. The podcast that's kind of like a bad rash. We come back every week no matter how hard you try to stop us. Join our supporters by heading over to patreon.com forward slash creative writing to find out more. You can find us on every single social media outlet in the entire universe, even ones that haven't been invented yet. And now, let's talk about all things two-wheeled, except for bicycles and trikes. Well, let's talk about them too. All right, everybody. Whoa, holy crap. Turn me down, Tobor. I don't want to blow anybody's uh, eardrums out like I'm blowing my own out. Hey, everybody. Welcome. This is Junk Fourth Turdmanovich, and we are here. We are in Creative Riding Motorcycle Headquarters. It is finally cooled down enough for us to come out into the garage and uh, record a little bit. Uh, do you like this song? Do you like this song, by the way? I recorded this song just for you. Enjoy this song. Vibe out to it. If you're listening to the song right now in your underwear, send nudes <laughs> to creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com um, or don't, whatever. Uh, so, hey, everybody, we'll get rid of this crummy song. I just had to vibe out to it. Let's see. Oh, the passion Automaton sings with when it, when it gets in the mood. Hey, everybody, this is episode 256, and like me strangling in a cap and throwing it in a blender... I promise it's the last time you have to hear those horrible tunes. <laughs> okay. I mean, I might play it on next show, but I got to tell you, playing with the automaton is so much fun. I think I might start an automaton orchestra. Um, it's my new toy from Japan, and it is fun. It's a little musical instrument, and I got a cool app for it where where it plays uh, harmonic blues scales and all sorts of cool stuff. So I, I'm loving it. I'm going to make some fun music and then torture you with it. That's how this works. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 256 uh, of our world-renowned uh, motorcycle podcast. World-renowned, by that I mean 14 people listen to it. And of those, 13 are patrons, you jerkwads. So listen now, everybody. Uh, the uh, disclaimer that we have every time we have a show is uh, this one. The views and the opinions of the participants are uh, of the Creative Writing Motorcycle podcast are those of the participants and do not reflect the policy, position, or opinions of uh, Creative Writing, the Moto, Moto One Podcast Network, any of our affiliates, or any and any opinion of the respective participants is not intended to malign anyone or anything, even... I almost did it again. I almost said Peugeot 206 drivers, full well knowing that Citroën makes the 206. Skoda. The 206 Skoda. Say it. All right. And with that, everybody, welcome to another fabulous episode. Um, hey, guess what? On this episode, we got a lot of stuff happening. We might keep it a little bit short. Uh, got a few awesome announcements. I am so excited about this. Uh, we have 
no Tobor with us tonight. Although Tobor, I tried to get his voice chip up and running tonight. He is not with us. However, uh, we do have a beautiful guest in the studio with us tonight. You want to uh, say your name? Give us a uh, give us a little lowdown. Who we got in the studio with us tonight? And for anybody that doesn't know the Dudesons, that was on MTV, I want to say. Was that MTV? Yeah, that was MTV in Latvia, um, here in the States as well. But in, in uh, Latvia, it was for many more, more years than was here in the States. Okay, awesome. So we have Agatha with us tonight, and we're going to be listening, hearing her opinion. Tobor, can we... Oh, yeah, Tobor's not here to help out. We might need to pot you up a little bit there. So, all right. And what else we got on tonight's agenda? We got some uh, some news, uh, a new patron. We got some new patrons. Uh, word of the week, some ma- mail, mailbag. Uh, we got a whole bunch of stuff. So before we get into any of that, uh, let's get into the word of the week for anybody that used to listen to the show the word of the week was something we did Wiggins Jay and I uh, we made up a word there was a there was a actually you guys suggested the words to us there's a there's a Facebook page called word of the week and if you want to go there and submit stuff let me know you submitted it I'll go check it out um, anyways we get these words every week and we would pull them out of a hat and whoever said them had to do a bad bad Thing. And since uh, we're not going to do that on this show, uh, we're going to use this week's word of the week as a uh, motivational tool for me not to say it. I don't think we're going to say it this week. This week's word of the week came to us from, instead of doing a random word generator or instead of looking to see if anybody who's not an active member of a Facebook group went and posted a word in there, which I don't think was really going to happen, uh, we flipped to a repair manual that we had sitting over here on the shelf. And we just flipped to a random page, stuck a finger out, and that's what stuck. So this week's word of the week is bezel. Not embezzle, just bezel. Do you all know what bezel means? I'm going to give you the dictionary uh, version of the word bezel. And then you uh, email me what the real definition is. And maybe we'll give you some glorious prizes. All right, here's here's the definition of the word bezel. Okay, so a bezel is actually I, I'm being rude. Agata, you want to read uh, read the definition of the word bezel? I got a, a, a look up here on the uh, on the computer screen. Bezel. Be- bezel. Bezel. Um, it's bezel. 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 You're getting closer. Bez. Bez. Bezel. 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 You can't say bezel. We don't have this word in my language. I, it looks for I can't. I can't see these letters. These letters are not correct for my language. All right. Well, <laughs> I'll say it then. Bezel. You want to read? Let's see. Let's see. Can you read the definition? You. I'll take the uh, the pronunciation. Then you take the um, <laughs> the, the definition. B e z e l. Bezel. Bezel. Yeah, it's close enough. Um, go ahead and read that. A private ring holding the glass or a plastic cover. And in which one the other entering me and potential in the uh, ground king holding the crystal watching the stone came and insane. 
boy, you, those letters don't make sense to you. Now, I realize that you were seeing those letters and speaking them in your native tongue of a Stromborgian, and that's not going to work. So <laughs> I'll go ahead and do it. But thank you for trying anyway. Yeah, no problem. All right. So uh, bezel is a grooved ring holding the glass or plastic cover of a watch face or other instrument in position. Uh, I think it comes to us from our repair manual because it's probably the bezel for the instrument cluster or the tack or something like that. So does that make sense, the bezel? Bezel. Yeah, close enough. Bezel, bezel. What does a, a Z say in, uh, in Stromborgian? Oh, wow. That is... Is it... Uh, <laughs> Do you have any cities that start with C? <laughs> that just seems kind of funny to me. It's borrowed my letter. We don't, we don't have this in Stromborg. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, there's a lot of letters that we borrow uh, or that we lend to other languages. So I get it. All right, so let's move on. The bezel, that is the word of the week. And Agata, I am going to let you do the flavors of honking it. Let's um, reach over there behind you and see that uh, Confederate Hellcat over there. Why don't you give that horn button a squeeze uh, that's on that baby and the word bezel will become official. All right. Thank you so much, lady. And let's get into this week's show. Um, so, first things first, biggest news of the week. Whoops, uh, get my notes out here. That might help. The biggest news of the week. I am so excited, and I am just elated. And I, you can, you can look at me. Do I? I mean, do I look excited or what? You look very, um, yes. Right. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I guess I look yes. So. Uh, the biggest news this week is that we got some new patrons, and I do want to say every beginning of our show starts with our little patron bumpers that we have, and I have a list of patrons uh, right here that I just want to thank. Let me get it up here. So, uh, actually, you know, last last uh, last week we were already talking about our patrons, um, Becky, right? Our new Becky ba- patron, Becky, and said patron, Becky, patron, Becky, boy. Uh, what do you have? What? What you say? I think I'm gonna get down to him. What? You're speaking in Stromborg. I, I am. Yeah, you said a couple sentences. I thought you knew what you're saying. No, I had no idea. I was just having a hard time pronouncing stuff or something like, like all of a sudden I was smoking that crack pipe. You know what I'm saying? What is a crack pipe? Never mind. I don't want to teach you the bad parts of America. Okay, <laughs> just stay innocent. You and you little Stromborgian. Um, so listen, <laughs> patron Becky is what I was trying to say there. Is that what it came out like? Yeah, that was almost that bad. All right. So listen, first things first, patrons. I am super, super duper excited. Let me uh, get my list out here of our patrons. So patron Becky, uh, you have some new competition, my friend. Now we have a new patron this week. I am so excited to announce Eli. Thanks for coming on to the team, Eli. And also in other Patreon news, um, our patron Phil from Hawaii has bumped up his contribution. So now, brrr, drum roll please. Um, oh my God, did it have to be that loud? Anyway, so let's let's talk about our patrons right now. Uh, our highest tier patrons that we have now, currently, in in the top uh, two is Paul 
uh, Bri Viffer, and uh, Phil Barton. So you guys, um, Phil, you need to tell me the uh, name of your bikes. So we can do the name game on you and get your uh, get your Bri Viffer on and get you a, a good a good uh, nickname. But Paul and Phil are at the top of the leaderboard now. Phil, you just also need to do something. Uh, Paul left a bike here like two years ago, and it's undergone a massive transformation. You just need to leave a bike here now for free, and uh, let me customize it and send it back to your way too. And we'll be uh, we'll be fair and square. The two top patrons, uh, free bike customizations. Um, next on our list, we got Lance, and uh, he is our other international. Um, I say international as if Hawaii is a different nation. I mean, it almost is. You go there, it's it's. <laughs> it feels like you're uh, totally someplace different. And uh, so Lance is our other um, patron from the great state of Canada. Our our last, our 52nd state up there up north. You might say, well, what happened to state 51? Well, that's Hawaii, of course, right? First Puerto Rico, then Hawaii. You know how the states were made. Anyway, we also got Jerry. <laughs> on this list before I kill myself. We got Jerry, Eli, our newest patron. Thank you so much, Eli. Uh, then Becky, our second to newest patron. I'm so excited for you two to be right on the list next to each other. Shake each other's hands and um, send, send some emails. Narissa, Chad, Matt, Chuck, John, Dan, um, Jay, who is our other international patron, hanging out over there in the greater, um, I think, Essex. I think that's what his... Uh, he would probably tell you he's from Essex or he might just say Liverpool or somewhere. Um, <laughs> don't shake your head at me, Agata. Anyway. <laughs> and then I, I have a freeloader down here. I have Pete. MotoGP is on my freeloader list alongside Nikki Schinger from Wisconsin. What? How did, why is she on a freeloader list? Nikki is one of the greatest things that ever happened to our to our NPC team. I can't believe she's on our. She made our patron list. Um, and so thank you, everybody. Uh, long story short, thanks everyone. If I didn't read your name on here, then um, I have not updated my Patreon list. But thank you so much for our uh, two newest patrons and Phil for man just going the extra mile and donating uh, some extra time and money to the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. Hopefully, we can be bringing you some extra content and actually i do have extra content for our patrons i will be slamming up uh waldo wiggins and i sat down for two and a half hours last night chucking on his oh hang on one sec okay you gotta go i understand yes i got a um audition oh cool i hope it's for due distance too there's no such thing oh all right well hey agata it has been i gotta come back uh, I understand you got to go. You got to run. Yeah, you kind of... Terre Haute Tonics is Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast's newest sponsor. And we've got one question for you. Come on, really? Yeah, that's our question. And ladies, it's aimed mostly at you. Come on, really? What is with this new trend? You want your man to look like a 32-year-old Viking upstairs, but a 12-year-old choir boy downstairs? A little bald beans and weenies flapping around? Come on. Do your best to build that woodpecker a nest. Wink, wink. We know, you know what we're saying. Listen, we, we're not sure what this new male genitalia sh- shaving trend is, but we're not down with it. And ladies, while we're at it, what? No fur burger? That's like having no cheese on your <laughs> 
no fur on your burger? That's like asking for a grilled cheese with no cheese. <laughs> Teratotonics has the cure to grow back your curly so you can get squirrely. Teratotonics. <laughs> I can't read this. Teratotonics. Find them in your favorite drugstore. <laughs> Check, check, yeah, check it back, baby. Yeah, we are back. Sorry, everybody. Uh, our guest left abruptly, and I don't think we're going to be having her back again. I wish you were. I wish you were up and running, Tobor. So, anyways, uh, that's fine. We got a great show for you tonight. And uh, actually, what am I talking about? It's the middle of the damn day. Hey, speaking of being in the middle of the damn day, <clears throat> I want to ask you: Has it been hotter than a bum's nutsack? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, somebody at work <laughs> said that today to the CEO. They were immediately fired, but I thought it was funny. I, I started laughing, and then I quickly, like, pretend I had COVID. And uh, I'm off for two weeks. Yeah! And I don't even have COVID. Anyways, it's been really, really hot. <laughs> it has been hot as the bumps. <laughs> All right, sorry. It has been hot here. And I didn't want to complain about it too much because... Uh, Ted from the Motorcycle Men. It shouldn't even call, be called Motorcycle Men at this point. It should be like the Motorcycle Squires. They are so old. The, the Motorcycle Gold Men, maybe. Uh, he always gets mad when I complain about it, how hot it is here. Listen, it's always hot in California. That's why we always have to have our bikes prepped and ready to go because it's always riding season here, Ted. Uh, and we don't enjoy the humidity of New Jersey. You know, we're walking outside and just feeling like you've been... <laughs> I was trying to work the word felch into a sentence here instead of the word of the week, but that's not going to work. Anyway, yeah, long story short, it has been very hot and humid here, unseasonably hot and humid, and actually, uncalif- uh, um, we never have humidity in the season, so what am I talking about? Unseasonably hot, it's been irregularly hot. It's been like uh, the south here, so all the people in the south, don't cry for us. We know that we suck because we have perfect riding weather all year. We never get those summer rains and all that jazz, but it has been hotter than the sack here and I just wonder how it is where you are there's lots of hurricanes and tornadoes and all sorts of fun inclement weather my friends in uh, in uh, South Carolina just had their house halfway blown down by the by some hurricane or something so wherever you are I hope it's riding season and I hope it's safe and uh, hope good things are coming out of it I did want to add the reason I'm posing this question about the heat it's been so hot here that I couldn't even work in the garage. And uh, that's been a bummer. And I'm not just saying because I'm a wimpy baby. I'm saying it's because it's been 100 plus here. And inside the garage, it's been over 130 degrees. Um, I use it because uh, when my neighbor had COVID, he was 130. And I held him up to the um, rafters. And he was like, yep, this is my temperature. So... It is hot in here, and it's so hot that it adversely affects the things I want to do, like fiberglassing. I've been I've been uh, doing some fiberglass projects around the garage the last few months when I have time, and it sometimes is too hot. It kicks the fiberglass, the humidity's off. It, it doesn't. I'm not very good at fiberglassing, so I'm not like a pro that does it for a living. And so when I encounter certain things like temperature variance, it's hard for me to. Um, like a solve for that you know that equation to get it right so my resin kicks suddenly and it's like oh god now it's hardening five minutes in and i should have had a 15 to 20 minute work period 
And uh, now I'm five, five minutes and I got a whole cup full of hardened resin, you know, because it was so freaking hot. Or it sets weird because it's humid and it never fully seems to cure, you know. It's like I know I put enough hardener. Long story short, it's been really weird to have the weather not just affect riding and affect my mood and all that fun stuff because I've been wanting to just lay around the house naked with a fan pointed toward my junk because Terra Haute Tonics is our new uh, sponsor and I just have this massive afro between my legs now which is actually kind of hot. I might go for one of those uh, male genitalia um, shaving that, uh, companies now that have been hitting us up and I said no to them thinking I'd you know, buck the system. Terra Haute Tonics, man, you threw, the, you threw the whoopee on the bang bang and now I can't, you know, we went the other direction. So it's been really hot, really uncomfortable downstairs, hard to wear pants, and work in the garage. All of those factors making it extremely hard to get anything done. Having said that, it has cooled off and it's going to be cool this week. So I'm going to be banging stuff out. I'm going to do another unboxing match um, video. Got went and got some new tools to review. Um, got to work with Wiggins last night on his uh, CB750F, and we recorded some. We're going to have a Roast Your Bike next uh, show two weeks from now, um, so stay tuned. And, uh, yeah, that ought to be fun. Uh, having said that, let's get into some uh, made-up mail. We got some uh, – open up our mailbag here. We got quite a few things um, on the back burner here that came in over the last couple weeks. And, uh, yeah, we're going to get into that. And starting off, if you remember on the last show, one of the things I had read in the AMA magazine was the fact that they have uh, somebody here in California, actually from one of our Congress people from a congresswoman from Salinas, I believe it was, is uh, trying to get the AMA and a few other law enforcement agencies uh, throughout California to recognize motorcycle only checkpoints and motorcycle uh, discrimination checkpoints basically for certain things. I'm not 100% sure. It was it was kind of vague about what sort of things, um, but it's, I, I was thinking loud pipes and cuts, you know, uh, riding gear, you know, riding, uh, uh, I don't know, targeting a, targeting a club because of the fact that they um, have a cut on or something like that, and whether or not they're a one percenter or a charity group, you know, or Christian Biker Association, something like that. I'm not 100%, but it does, some of it does have to do with sound, I think. And uh, we don't have emissions for motorcycles here in California, surprise, surprise. And, uh, but I do think some of it is going to be for sound. There was a sound law that went into uh, effect a couple years ago. We mentioned it on the show. And uh, I think it was um, when Jay was still uh, part of the show. So it had to have been 2019. And uh, yeah, Bry Viffer wrote in to tell us uh, about these motorcycle-only checkpoints that Huntington Beach actually is cracking down on loud pipes. And he, uh, I'm not sure if they are someplace that's been profiling bikes and uh, have motorcycle-only checkpoints, but he said they're cracking down pretty big time on uh, loud pipes there, motorcycles rolling through town. These beach communities, man, they want their, all they want to hear is the waves and the seagulls. And God, seagulls are fucking annoying. I would rather hear a thousand uh, race cars riding through my city than the sound of one squawking sky rat if it had, if it had to be the last sound I ever heard. But, uh, but you know, the beach folks are a little different, so they like it quiet. They like the sound of the sun and the surf and the squawk, and uh, so I'm sure they're cracking down on loud pipes. And, of course, 
when it's hot, where do you got to ride? Down by the ocean where it's cool. So Huntington Beach, uh, there's also a lot of motorcycle uh, commu- uh, you know, um, industry down there, down in the beach cities. So I'm sure, sure they're having a lot of fun busting a lot of people down there. Um, also, St. Paul, Bri Viffer, our field producer, he sent in that he really liked the uh, our last last show's interview with uh, Trent Trenovix and the bikes. He went to check them out on Trenovix's site, and he was super impressed. He liked the builds. He liked the hub motors. He liked the fact that he got his first bike back, and that's all I'm going to say about that, because if you haven't heard that interview, go listen uh, to uh, our previous show, episode 255. Um he is in uh, Europe right now doing some fun stuff. And when he gets back, I do want to touch base with him again. Uh, I have been, I whipped out my old book, How to how to Build, um, excuse me, this is a book by uh, this gentleman named Carl Vogel called How to Build an Electric Motorcycle that I have. And I thought it would be useless. You know, the it was written 112 years ago. Uh, and I started reading it. And I was like, no, some of this stuff is still, uh, you know, Electricity doesn't change how it works. Motorcycle rolling resistance doesn't change how it works. So it's still a relative bike, plus a, or a relative book, sorry. Plus I got my um, Bicycle Builders uh, book out just to throw some ideas around. I kind of want to start and build an electric bike and then maybe an electric motorcycle in the future. So yeah, I'm excited. And so it got me, got my... Uh, Got my creative juices flowing. I've already been building some crazy bike contraptions uh, in my mind and eventually going to put them down here in the workshop uh, with the kids. Now that school started, we're going to have some kid transport. And so, yeah, I've been thinking of some fun stuff over this whole summer. And if it wasn't 7,000 degrees here, wah, 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 no, wah, 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 I would have already got on it. But when it's so hot, your welder uh, won't work, then you got props. Um, All right. Terry writes in, uh, my girlfriend and I got into an accident last year and realized that it turned both of us on. The other day I drove into the, onto the shoulder on a dark road at night, uh, but I chickened out. I'm assuming he meant like he drove onto the shoulder to crash or something. Uh, we were both quite excited though. And I recently got a new bike. All I can think about since getting it is taking her for a ride and crashing it into the ditch so we can have sex. <laughs> what should I do? And have you done? Have you ever done anything like this, uh, Terry? Uh, listen, I never have um, done anything quite like that. Uh, there are some movies. There's this, there's this a song. Called, I forget. I don't know the name of the band. It's a terrible song, by the way. It's called Leatherettes. And I don't even know who it's by, but it's awful. And it's about wearing your warm, hot leatherettes and then crashing and you just feel the blood dripping down them. And it's from the 1980s and it's like psycho, you know, what was like, uh, what was that band? Kraftwerk. It's like it's like pre-industrial, like, uh, I, don't, I don't know exactly what to call this type of music. It's like pre-industrial, pre-techno, like total 1980s um, like new wave is, is weird but there's that there's the movie crash you guys could watch that movie together i'm sure there's all sorts you know is there a fetish people in wisconsin would probably be able to uh, uh, tell me this i mean we got the movie crash that's about like getting turned on when you crash we got i'm sure there's other movies about it. i'm sure there's like some black market films you can buy about it is there like a, something for cheese like what about people that like to get hit on the leg with a block of cheese or beat over the head with a block of cheese there's got to be some like cheese 
snuff films. Not cheese, not cheese snuff films, but like cheese porno. You know what I'm saying? There's got to be something like that. So uh, I'm sure if I was you, I'd go. I'd watch Crash together, listen to Leatherettes. Uh, you know, do it. I would not recommend crashing into a ditch with anybody on the back just to have sex. Maybe you can get a bicycle. Here's what it, here's what you do. You get on two wheels. You get you a bicycle. You put leatherettes on the beatbox. You conveniently have a banana peel on the side of the road. Or you conveniently lose control with your lady on the back because you're trying to handle the beatbox. Bring a bring a six-pack of Coors Light and a giant box of Trojans. Fall into the ditch. That way you're crashing, but... Like, I don't know what part of your crash uh, a couple years ago turned you on. If it was getting sliced by glass or, like, having a shard of door panel ripped through your leg or if it was just getting knocked around, you know, the, the adrenaline rush of being in a crash, you tell me. But what I would do is, uh, yeah, just watch the movie, get on your bike and go out, you know, and fall down. Not your motorcycle, but a bicycle. It's much safer for both of you, and it's going to be hard to have sex with two broken femurs. And I know it's nice when, they, like, people say, oh, yeah, like, how, how would you like to see me with the smile and both legs up around my ears? But I don't think they really literally mean, like, both legs up around their ears. So take that in consideration. And, uh, yeah, no, I've never done anything like that. I did have a, um, I dated this girl once that was into, uh, like, into horses. <laughs> and, uh, she knew all these crazy knots. She tied me up one night. And, uh, I was like, hey, yeah, let's go get frisky on the deck, you know. And she, she tied me up. The deck was right next to our carport. The next thing I know, she's got a rope on me. She, she well, we're naked. She, she ties me up with this crazy horse knot that I couldn't move except for my bottom of my legs. And I could barely move those. I think she called it hobbling. She throws me in the car on the gear shift. Like, the gear shift's up my ass. We're dry. She decides to drive, and I can't move, and I'm screaming, oh, where are we going? She has, like, this bridle thing in my mouth, so I could barely talk anyway. So she's shifting by pulling on my junk, and that's how she's shifting gears. It's a manual, right? She's just, uh, it's got a stick. We're driving down the freeway like this. She's yanking on my on my stick to stick st- shift this sh- stick shift. Next thing I know, we're out in this little field, and this late and she wasn't big. I mean, we're talking like in heels. She was maybe five two. So we're talking little all of all of like ninety five pounds, maybe maybe a hundred pounds. Five foot one, you know, on her license. We know women lie on their license. She's probably four foot eight. We we saw basically eye to eye, so I know she's pretty small. Um, but but yeah, just. Ha- uh, from working with horses, she was just massively strong, able to able to subdue me. We find ourselves out in this field, and the next thing I know, uh, yeah, she's trying to ride. She pulls me out of the car, and she's trying to ride me around like a horse. It was worst, worst ever. Because I mean, it, what, that part was kind of fun, but it was they getting fed alfalfa and putting having an oat bag put on my face later. It just really was not not for me. So yeah, it eventually things didn't work out. She started whipping me and combing. My, Coming my mane. I did not like it. So anyway, yeah, you're going to have to find your own thing. Find your own, you know, find something like that that works for you guys. And uh, find a cheese cheese fetish, motorcycle crash films. I'm sure there's stuff out there, like I said, on the uh, the deep web that you can find and, uh, and be safe. All right, next piece of mail. Okay, Greg writing in from... Uh, oh, Greg is our uh, correspondent. Not a correspondent. He's the uh, marketing guy for Super 73. So Greg uh, puts in here, Hey, um, Super 73 and Hot Wheels did a collab on a new bike. A, co- a collab is a collaboration for all of you that don't know what collab... It sounds like a 
colon lab or like colon cancer lab. I don't know what it sounded like. But uh, it's a collaboration between Hot Wheels and Super 73 to d- design a one-off bike. I think they were limited numbers and they're already gone. They were like 5000 bucks. I got to say, they were beauts. They were absolute beauts. And I think if you go to Super 73 and Hot Wheels, you can see it. Also, if you go to Super 73 website, you're going to see some uh, a lot of local, uh, you know, SoCal people on their page, obviously. Petey Pitch, uh, Parker Pittman, who we interviewed when we uh, went to Super 73 in 2019, I guess it was. Um, and then also, uh, I think one of the um, brothers from Suicide Machine Company was, I swear to God, I was looking on their webpage and in the little marketing pictures that go by, I swear he was in there jumping on a trampoline and doing a power slide on one of those Super 73s. So I think it was Sean uh, is one of their models now. So that's pretty cool. So that's our email from Greg. And uh, let me see. Uh, The other ones are just press releases. So that wraps up our emails uh, for today. Let's get into some news and uh, let's take a quick break for Sarah. Pay some bills and uh, kill some skills. We barely have any skills to kill. We probably should be developing them, but let's just kill some. All right, we'll be right back. Creative writing, Motor Stinkle Pid Kistel. For over 131 years and several months, Clobmans has been supplying quality pickles to motorcyclists the world over. Legendary icons such as Sylvester Roper, Oscar Hedstrom, William Harley, Betsy Stringfield, Frank Willoughby Cotton, Evil Knievel, Nikki Hayden, and Sachiro Honda have all quenched their desires for a thick, juicy pickle sliding across their greasy, willing lips with none other than a fine specimen from Clobman's. Join the Hall of Fame, win your first race, impress the judges, put a Clobman's in your mouth, and a championship trophy on your shelf. Clobman's, not for dreamers, for doers. Clobman's, the only pickle for motorcyclists. Tired of hanging out in the garage with buddies and not knowing what they're talking about? Do you have inferior knowledge of carburetors or electrical systems? What about grilling beef, guns, or other manly things? Now RP Enterprises has you covered. Introducing Mantriloquist. Mantriloquist is a monthly subscription service that puts an expert right in your head. The next time you're in the garage throwing back some suds with your buds and the conversation takes a turn into uncharted waters, just text pound 33976 on your cell phone and wait for the magic to happen. The experts in our call center are available 24 hours a day. They spring into action via our patented two-way earpiece. They'll listen in on your conversations to make sure you don't sound like the village idiot in front of your friends. Our discreet communications protocol means that your pals won't hear a thing except for you delivering all the right answers. Now, you don't have to be afraid to join the conversation when topics come up like fuel pumps, inverters, clitoris, drywall, sniper rifles, and so much more. Mandriloquist will put you back in the game instead of holding your purse in the corner. So, man up with Mandriloquist. Requires a three-month minimum subscription. Not available for women. They generally don't care or are not afraid to ask questions. Not available in Guam or Burkina Faso. Standard messaging and data rates apply. Money back guaranteed. Call now to order. All right, everybody, welcome back. Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast. Um, we are going to get into the news, but our new segment before the news is Old Man Talks Dirty. So 
Let's do Old Man Talks Dirty before the news, and then get into some news. But first, an old man who talks dirty before the news. And then, I'm telling you, we'll get to the news. But first, the old man has a... It's me, Barton. Just thought I'd let you know that I hooked up with this old hoe the other day, and she let me hit it because I slang cocaine, and she let me toss her salad like my name's Romaine. I just wanted some blue cheese. All right, welcome to the news. All right, the first thing on our news list here is the uh, July issue. I was reading the July issue of the American Motorcyclist magazine. Lo and behold, it's throwing a bunch of shade on May, and the readers column said uh, somebody named uh, Gene was uh, ranting and raving. I I have it right here, but I guess I don't want to read it because it's copyrighted, but uh, ranting and raving saying, you know, you lost one of the real ones, basically saying that I'm going to, uh, take all of my 60 years worth of membership pins uh, and magazines and everything else, crush them up and throw them in the bin. Uh, you're losing a real one. And I was like, holy shit, what's this guy ranting about? I got to go back and read the May issue and see what he's talking about. So I'm reading the May issue. Almost literally was there no- nothing about an uh, article called The Real Ones or anything like that. The whole article from May was basically dedicated to women in motorcycling and uh, all the women doing all great stuff from marketing managers, motocross riders, uh, the new um, build race train teams, you know, people that are basically working at the AMA, uh, Aaron Sills and Portia Taylor, who we interviewed from the 2018 or 2019 IMS show. Um, you know, all, all women builders. There was an article on Jesse uh, Coombs in there. I mean, even even people that are just working at the AMA and what they're doing to further the AMA. And then historical people, women photographers, Bessie Stringfield, talk about all sorts of ladies in it. It was just like a ladies' appreciation. And I think it makes sense because May is International Female Ride Day, if I'm not mistaken. And so I'm thinking, dude, this old guy get his panties in a wad because they, for once in their fucking, uh, you know, 100-year... Uh, I don't know how old the AMA is, 100 years? In their 100-year, uh, <laughs> you know, life, they're finally doing an article or a magazine, one one whole issue devoted to women. And maybe they've done it before, and I just don't recognize it. But, you know, I was thinking, God, the guy get butt hurt. 60 years of having the AMA be about him. And Phil and, and all the guys in Okamoto talking about how Vintage Days was 99% old dudes. You have a whole event catering to you, Grandpa, you old boomer, and now you're going to get upset about uh, an article, you know, or not even an article, an issue, uh, saying hi to the women out there, and we're trying to get more women into writing. I can't believe you. So I thought, oh, wow. You know me, I love a good trolling. Um, Speaking of a good trolling, I was on Reddit trolling around, and I love giving wrong answers on Reddit. Well, at first I liked giving right answers, and now... I like giving wrong answers. So uh, somebody had put a very beautiful, probably took them a long time to do custom bike on there. And of course, I'm not, I'm not, you know, if you go back and listen to episode one, two, and three, I was raving and ranting about brown seats. And, you know, me and Wiggins were even joking about it last night. It's still such a hipster thing. I'm over the brown seat thing. 
not really, but I'll say I am. But it's the no fucking fenders pod filters thing, and we specifically had to take pod filters. You know, we would you the patrons will hear it. We we were devastating the pod filters on his bike, and we we give you a reason why uh, in our breakdown and riveting commentary. If you like to hear two guys panting in a hot garage because we're out of shape and it's hot, so that'd be awesome for you to listen to. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, I was on there trolling the guy about a bike. I even stuck it on our Instagrams. What do you think of this? A lot of people did not like this style, and a lot of people recognized some of the design flaws. Now, I don't think it should discourage anyone or make anyone feel like we're out there to attack them. Although me and the guy from Fuck Your Bike Sucks uh, Instagram account, we really do. We like the shittiest of the shitty. We appreciate it. So we point it out, and I think that's the thing people mistake. We're not making fun. We're just making sort of fun for us. I mean, it is for us. We're making fun for us. But anyway, long story short, doesn't mean you should be discouraged from trying your ideas and making some custom cool shit. On the other hand, if you're going to make a bike that has no rear fender, you might want to never ever ride it where it's going to rain. And it had no front fender, so you're going to might never ever want to ride it where there's even gravel on the ground. Because I can't tell you how many times I've ridden um, my bike with no front fender and it pitches gravel out and if you're going fast enough, you catch up to it and you get smashed in the face with all the gravel that you're pitching up from the front wheel because there's no nothing to deflect it down. And then if it gets wet out, you have a nice brown stripe up your back that looks like you're an inverted uh, color, an inverse skunk. And uh, yeah, you probably smell like one too because you have big mud stripe up your back like when you used to pedal your, your push bike around at two years old. So anyway, if you like that sort of stuff, great. Build a custom bike and uh, just remove the seat. Put a gear shift there. Reminds me of my old girlfriend. All right. Other news. Uh, Valentino Rossi finally retires. And uh, finally. You know what my thing is? When you go into your doctor's office and your doctor's like 119 years old, are you confident? No, I think people, we were ready for Valentino to retire. The doctor got old and ain't nobody like an old doctor. You walk into an old dentist or an old doctor's office, an old chiropractor will whip your ass. But otherwise, old doctors, you don't want Mr. Shaky Bones uh, taking your, your tooth out. You know, he might take the wrong one out or checking your, you know, checking your prostate. Maybe, maybe you do want old Shaky Bones checking your prostate. But I'm just saying... You don't want your surgeon to have um, what's her face's. Uh, I can't think of the really famous actress that had Parkinson's. But you don't want, you know, you basically don't want an old shaky doctor that can't remember what day it is dropping his keys into your, you know, appendix. You're taking out your appendix and he drops his car keys or worse yet, his teeth in there. So anyway, doctors do need to retire. Valentino Rossi, it was time to retire. In other news. His GF Spragnus. So fans of Rossi will say, yeah, he retired because his GF is Pregs. Haters are going to say he retired because he sucks. And regular folks will say, no, he retired because he's not ever going to beat Giacomo Agostini's record with his last five years of performance, um, you know, his track record. And in many ways, he's already beaten everyone. And that's what normal people will say. He has he he he, do, he will not ever win as many championships. He's behind Ago by one, uh, but he's won more races than anybody out there. Just because he's been racing for so long, and uh, Giacomo Agostini raced during certain years when there were certain classes. Valentino Rossi has raced more years when there's more classes because he's raced 
when there was he's raced in the two-stroke era he raced when moto 2 was like the 125 era i think he raced when it was the 250 era he raced when it was the 800 era and the 500 two-stroke era and now he's racing in the leader bike era you know so he's raced in more different styles of bikes than than uh, most other people have just because he's stuck around for so long um he's got like something like over 400 wins or 400 starts something like that nobody will beat that he just doesn't have the most championships which is fine um and he also uh has no, like one thing i dig giacomo agostini for is that he still holds he's won more than rossi i think in total titles but he also raced in an era when you had to race the isle of man back in the 70s until uh i think it was the dunlops and there was somebody else who petitioned against racing at the isle of man said i will not race there too many people are dying here that used to be a gp circuit the isle of man did so uh, Giacomo Agostini raced back there when that was a regular circuit. Um, and Valentina Rossi has never raced the Isle of Man, went on a parade lap there once and said, you guys are effing crazy. And, uh, yeah, was a spectator there quite a few times. But, yeah, just said never, um, like, 84 times. I'm just going to make up a number. I don't know how many times he was there. Maybe one and a half. Um, but, anyways, yeah, he never raced hardcore stuff like Jack Augustine did. So I still love Ago just because, like, I don't know. I just hate when, I don't know. I just hate when the fan favorite is, like, the GOAT. And I, and I still think there's other people that are still, you know, he never hit their mark. So I don't know. Anyways, uh, so also his, you know what? He's been performing pretty badly, although this last weekend's race, if you watched, it was in the rain. Go over to Nokomoto. They'll tell you about who didn't win. Um... They he he was in third for a hot second for like two laps maybe and they thought hey look everybody's on race tires and they can't even lean over to go around corners and he actually made it up on the third they thought he was going to get a podium for a second until all these fools that went in for wet uh, um, rain tires came flying and then all of a sudden you see just how big of a difference it makes and everybody that was up at the front just got swallowed up and I think he finished like way back down. Marquez uh, made a good run from like 10th up until 1st. And then he crashed out, you know, right after he went to rain tires. I think two laps left. So I was really looking forward to see a Marquez. But, you know, in typical Marquez fashion, his checkers are records. At least he didn't get up holding his arm or anything. So I still have hope for Marquez. He's one of the greatest riders to have ever raced um, in the last 10 years. And I, I hope that his... Uh, his career it just takes a two-season break and he gets right back on and it's not fun to see the same guy win every single race but it, it sure is entertaining the way he races so that happened and i'm thinking with valentino having all this time down and never getting on the pole uh, podium anymore he's banging his girlfriend so he's not quitting because he's having a kid and retiring this year because he's having a kid he's retiring this year because he had shit to do and he hasn't been doing very well and hitting the press conferences so all he's had time to do is go back to the pits and bang his girlfriend in anger so guess what of course they're having a kid so yeah it'll be fun having a kid at 42 is gonna be rad when you're 60 and they're <laughs> 10 years old running around and you're hopefully shuffling around with your cane um who else oh the nokomoto guys speaking of uh valentino rossi and the styrian grand prix hey before we get to nokomoto let's talk about this you might have noticed that uh, Valentino Rossi's teammate was missing from the steering Grand Prix, and that's because 
he got banned. He straight up got banned, yo, from racing. And it was because he was, uh, you know, the, the Yamaha team pulled him. Uh, there was a big old crash at the uh, the last the Red Bull ring, at the Red Bull Grand Prix, or Austrian Grand Prix, whatever they call it, uh, when they do it the first, first weekend. There was a big old crash, and I don't know the whole details of it, but I do know that there was a restart, and everybody got to kind of basically restart where they were, like a race reset. And um, when he came back out on track uh, after the reset or the restart, he said his bike was down on power and it wasn't working like it was. You know, to be honest, I don't know how well him or Rossi's bike is ever working anymore because they are constantly lapped by the, um, or outperformed by the uh, satellite team, I think, right? So I'm not 100% sure how, or maybe, no, they, I guess they are the satellite team. So I'm not 100% sure how well that they are doing uh, anyways, but he was complaining that the power was down and over revving the engine and Yamaha looked at the tele. Uh, telemetry and said yeah he's not shifting into sixth gear down the front straight and he is going to destroy this engine so they banned him from entering uh the second second race weekend and subsequently uh, if you've read the news recently you'll know you'll realize that maverick from yalas is signed with Aprilia for next year so apparently leaving yamaha on some real bad blood and um you know there's it just has not been a good recent run for Yamaha who consistently used to be up front with Rossi you know when he was uh, he was uh, doing real well about a decade ago um, what is uh, some of the news okay so yeah now let's get into other news and I'm gonna have to turn this music off so the Nokomoto brothers I was listening to their podcast today you know they said who won the who won the steering GP like a hundred times in 11 minutes. I mean, they said this faster than like there's fewer turns on the tail of the dragons in 11 miles than they said incorrect data in 11 minutes. And I know they don't care. They, uh, they're, they'll double down and just keep saying how they were equally right or how good, how they could have been, um, uh, confused. And, uh, but I want you to know, they said Darren Bender, Darren Bender won the, a, won the steering group GP according to them let's take a quick listen to our sister show on our mother network after something go in for wets and at the very back of that group was Darren Bender and Darren Bender makes a clear decision as he sees everyone else going in to say fuck it uh, there are some amazing shots of Darren Bender, like basically losing the front and just out of uh, force of will saving it again. I'm pretty sure there's a couple shots of him losing the front and the rear at the same time. No one's, if anyone has seen this trick work before, no one can remember the last fucking time. And the way that Darren Bender is riding this bike on slicks is just so heroic. I don't think it's happened since Marquez started. Like racing the, a GP. the whole place is just hoping Darren Bender. Everyone's wins. like, just fucking go, you hero. Yeah. And I mean, and this is just something that is a gamble that if anyone else on the track had tried it, would have crashed out and it wouldn't have worked. But Darren Bender was able to do because Yeah. Well the best is like um the commentators were talking about it after after the flag, and um they're saying, we just gotta Somebody's tweeted at the MotoGP account that uh, 
Darren Bender should get a uh, a time penalty. Go fuck yourself. Marquez, who wins wet races on the reg, crashed out on his wet tires when like Darren Bender turn. brought it home on slicks. Right. Like Darren Bender is just just a, just a crazy character. And if you need to go back to his Moto 3 season and see how dominant he was just crushing that year, that that'll let you know. That will let you know because I believe Darren Bender is a Moto 3 rider. Probably, you better be crushing it now that you guys made these allegations. And uh, congrats to him for winning the MotoGP class, being a Moto3 rider. So anyway, I don't know how these guys get away with this crap. And it's probably why the president quit. quit. (laughs) Uh, And yeah, now we have on uh, our end, we don't have a president. I think there's a new president of... uh, Moto One Podcast Studios East and on the West Coast over here, they decided to do like a board of directors. So very interesting what those fellas get away with. I get my my chops busted every time I try something like that. But anyways, that would make a good song. Just having them sing Darren Bender, Darren Bender, go fuck yourself. I think that'd be a great song. Maybe I'll maybe I'll chop that up and mix it one of these days. Speaking of Darren Bender, he has been riding the hell out of his uh, uh, MT07 powered. Uh, well, it's not it's the Super Tenere Seven, which is basically the MT07. The um, t- Tenere 700. If you know, if you're familiar with this bike, you'll probably hear people shitting on it left and right because it's not a full-size R1200GS and it's not a dirt bike. But what you won't hear is people giving Paul Torres, who is a Spanish rider, I believe, a hard time for piloting this thing on the uh, Red Bull um, w, or the WSS, the World Endurance Super Series, I think is what it's called, or the World Extreme Super Series. Anyways, it's a really, it's like a race of hard, hard enduro, uh, super, super hard enduro stuff. And basically, he's been ripping this um, Tenere 100 on uh, a courses where you regularly see Sherco and Gas Gas and Husky and KTMs. <clears throat> Bikes like that, you know what I'm saying? He's ripping this big old Yamaha Super Tenere Seven, or well, not Super Tenere, Tenere Seven Hundred up the uh, up the hills. And I just watched. If you uh, if you have Peacock, actually, this is really great. I just signed up for Peacock um, the other day because they have uh, motocross, and I was really just missing motorcycle racing in general. I don't have the uh, MotoGP pass. Now that you have to pay for flat track, I really haven't been watching that very much. It it switched platforms, actually. It went from fans' choice, then I don't know where it went after that, but now NASCAR is sending me... uh, NASCAR and NBC, I think, have teamed up. So I I don't know if you have to have an NBC account, but I have Peacock, and they let me watch uh, motocross, which is awesome. If you like riding in the outdoors and what scrambles used to be, uh, like I used to watch back when I was in my 60s or 70s, it's awesome stuff. Outdoor motocross is so super fun to watch. It's a super compelling series, and so is the. Uh, I think it's it's Wes. I think it's World Extreme Super Series, something like that. But uh, it, it includes like the Red Bull Romaniacs, where they go to Romania and like the Erzberg Rodeo 
and all that great great stuff. So speaking of Erzberg, this this crossed my mind earlier. I know I know that Moto America was just a Pittsburgh, and I was thinking, man, any city with the name Berg in it, it just has is doomed, right? Is doomed. And uh, Fre- like Fresno, I feel like there are certain cities that just should be called Berg, like Fresno, Fresberg. Um, but then it reminded me of Erzberg and how like hardcore Erzberg was. Although I'm sure if you live uh, in Erzberg, it's sort of rednecky and it probably deserves the Berg, uh, the Berg treatment. But you know, not not all of Europe is sophisticated wine drinkers. There are a lot of rednecks <laughs> in Europe. And uh, the Erzberg Rodeo was awesome to watch. That uh, G-Force Jarvis, man, they were over there. Then they came to Tennessee. Uh, he, uh, Graham Jarvis was in the lead, I believe, in Erzberg, um, or after the Red Bull Romaniacs. And then I think it was here in Tennessee. He busted his knee, and I was just watching. I saw him picking at some, uh, some stitches and stuff on Instagram out of context. I had no idea what it was about, and I love watching Graham Jarvis ride. He's one of the most creative riders uh, on a motorcycle, and he just goes up anything like a freaking goat. So I didn't know what it was about, and it turns out it's like a Dale Earnhardt-ish sort of uh, injury. If you if you ever uh, watched the Dale Earnhardt crash where he died, it didn't look that crazy. He didn't flip. He didn't roll. He didn't burn. You know, he didn't. Do, he hit the wall and slid to a stop. And Graham Jarvis goes over a rut and screams and looks down, screams in terror, screams like uh, a little girl who just saw the banshee, uh, and looks down, and I guess his leg had just popped out and got totally destroyed. And I think it was here in Tennessee that that happened, uh, over a simple-looking rut. But I guess he just banged his leg sideways and yanked his knee out of joint or popped an ACL or something. So uh, he was out. And uh, a lot of the stars, like, it's really, really fun. If you have um, Red Bull TV, you can watch it, too, there and get some wrap-ups. But you can also just look online. And uh, Paul Taras was on there a couple times, I think, on the Red Bull uh, show. But I think it was NBC is where I saw um, the Tennessee knockout. And uh, what's it called? Him ripping his... um, Super 10 through the woods. And yeah, I keep saying Super 10. That's the that's the big one. The Tenere 700. He, he was ripping his Tenere 700 through the woods, and it just sounds like nothing else. And, we, and at Erzberg, I mean, they're climbing rocks. He's doing, like, pivot turns on the back wheel on this thing. And uh, he treats it like a trials bike. So... Kudos from me to the to that uh, to that bike. A lot of people were, oh, you know, it's not a 1200 GS. 700s are too small. And yeah, Africa Twin, man, he's doing crazy stuff on that 700. Um, the stuff they're doing on like 250s and 400s, 500s. So um, that was one thing I want to talk about. And then the last thing I want to leave you with before we get to our uh, last segment of the show. And actually, I think we might just wrap up the show a little early. We're, we got another show in the wings waiting, and we haven't had a back-to-back show in a while. Um, so I might just start production on that show and cut it, cut it here. But the last thing I want to leave you with is um, this uh, sad news. Speaking of... Um, Maverick from Yala is being banned from Red Bull Ring. The uh, motorcycles have been banned from Pikes Peak. I don't know if I already mentioned that before, but the board of directors of the Pikes Peak International Hill Climb announced about a week ago that motorcycles will no longer be able to compete in the Race to the Clouds, period. And the decision um, was made after Carlin Dunn, of course, um, died during the uh, 97th running in 2019. 
motorcycle has been a part of the hill climb since uh, 1916. And I think the very first bikes up the hill was Excelsiors and, and Harley-Davidson's. Um, I think an Excelsior was the very first one to win the race way back in 1916. Uh, and um, let me see. I think they I think they, uh, they talk about 1991 being the last death, uh, you know, up until Carlin Dunn. And so motorcycles have come and gone and come and gone and come and gone over the years. But they, they've said this is it. It's, it's, it's finally done. They're not going to um, allow it anymore. So along with the announcement related to bikes, they also uh, have an official date for the 100th Bikes Peak. It'll be June 6, 2022. Um, and if I if anything is showing me the, the, uh, the wave of the future, the electric bikes or the electric cars are going to be new king of the mountain. And it's always dangerous to compete. Plenty of people die in cars too, but at least they can mitigate those a little better with rollover technology and harnesses and things that motorcycles will never have. So I guess the, the uh, decision's official after over uh, 100 years, not 100 runnings, but 100 years, the uh, motorcycles will just no longer be, be allowed to go. Um, and finally, our last bit of news is the top 10 search terms, uh, into <laughs> typed into dealer websites, actually. Um, let me pop up my thing here. So in July, this is, this is specific to July, but it seemed, it was pretty interesting to me. Um, that there's a, uh, there's a web company that tracks this sort of stuff. And in July, here's the most searched segments on dealer websites. Number one is motorcycle, specifically cruiser. And as you can imagine, with Harley-Davidson's Pan America coming out, Indi- a bunch of new Indians coming out, and Sturgis in summertime being what it is, in July, probably a lot of people looking for cruisers, motorcycle cruisers. Iron Butt Association was happening this year as well. Um... The Iron Butt Association runs in odd-numbered years, so I could imagine motorcycle cruiser was a pretty big uh, search term this uh, this past summer. Number two search term was, I'll give you a second to guess, and if you guess right, email us at creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com, and I'll give you a prize. I'll come to your house and poke you right up the nostril with my middle finger. It was side-by-side. So I've been saying that uh, for a little while. I don't know if I've been saying it on the show, but I've been telling everybody at my work and telling all my friends and family, and I think I mentioned it here. Side-by-sides, they are overshadowing the world. They are overshadowing motorcycles and have been for quite a while. And the deal is, is um, basically the brand. We, I, I, t- I know I talked about this when I did my Kawasaki episode. Kawasaki is one of those brands that has cruisers, sport bikes, really good sport bikes, knit with the ninjas, um, dirt bikes, really good dirt bikes, competitive dirt bikes, and side by sides, both utility and sport. Honda, same way. Um, Yamaha, same way. And Polaris, you know, if you count Indian, same way. They don't have dirt bikes and stuff like that yet, but they probably will. Um, They do have a lot of quads and side-by-sides. But these are the companies that are going to thrive in the future. Triumph, as we know, as I mentioned on the last show, is getting into motorbikes. And so all they need to do is get into side-by-sides, and they'll be pretty diversified. Harley needs to do this. Harley's stepping out with the Pan America, but side-by-sides is the number two search term on dealer websites in July. So, I mean, just feather that out forward and backwards a little bit. And I think you can see the trend. It's more than sport bike, more than dirt bike. It was side by side. 
Number three ter- search term is motorcycle touring. So touring's and cruisers taking up the uh, one and three spots. Motorcycle sport category is the fourth spot. ATV utility, specifically utilities, not sport quads, was the fifth spot. Uh, motorcycle standard was the sixth spot. Motorcycle off-road was the seventh spot, which we were led to believe that in 2020, dirt bikes was like the hot ticket, but it was side-by-sides. I'm pretty sure uh, dirt bikes falling down this year, at least, into uh, number seven. Number eight was personal watercraft. And of course, with it being in the middle of summer, I could see how that could be a search term. Motorcycle three-wheel was a uh, the ninth search term. So we know either the Nikens, I guess if you call a slingshot a motorcycle, I don't consider it, but Nikens, slingshots, Harley-Davidson triglides and freewheelers, and then the uh, Can-Ams. So those were getting searched up quite a bit. And in 10th spot, scooters. And I don't know what would be after that. Um, Power sports dealerships, maybe jet ski. I don't know if that counts as personal watercraft, but uh, uh, I don't know. After that, I guess it would be um, (laughs) electric bicycle. There's a lot of bicycles being sold now at power sports dealerships and a lot of um, uh, power equipment like Honda generators, you know, all that fun stuff. So, yeah, that's that is the 10 most searched segments in uh, in order. And I thought that was a pretty interesting, pretty interesting deal. Um, It really shows me that side by sides are maybe we need to make a um, (laughs) make a make add those to creative writings roster you know side by sides and all that fun stuff we're going to start talking more about e-bikes and pedal bikes we might as well um and yeah that's the list bit of our news you know what i'm going to do i'm going to cut the show short wish you all a super happy week happy weekend patrons uh i sent half of our mpc team uh, their packages for being uh, riders this year. I sent some more patrons some sticker packs. I, I don't know if they got there yet because we've got some new patrons that have come on and I need to uh, ran out of some supplies. So I need to re-up that and I don't want to just send stickers out. I owe, I owe them more stuff. So patrons, you're going to be getting staggered shipments here and there. And our international patrons, of course, also, I, I usually have to make a special trip to the post office because I always forget a customs form or something like that. So anyways, you will be getting your stuff if you haven't already got it uh, pretty soon. And I will still be delivering more. I still have a handful of patrons to get stuff out to. So uh, be waiting for that. Everybody have a happy and uh, healthy riding season. We've got a few things coming up. We've got uh, Born Free is coming up here pretty soon. Uh, I think nah, weekend after August 29th, so not not uh, a couple weekends, born free. We have the uh, IMS shows still happening. Chicago, I think, is the uh, the next one. Uh, we have an Ohio movie night ride-in September 11th. They're going to be showing Easy Rider and the World's Fastest Indian at the Autorama Twins Drive-In Theater um, on Lorraine Road in North Ridgeville, Ohio. I think North Ridgeville Cemetery Massacre is a good bi- a biker flick. I don't remember if that's the name of it exactly, but there's a funny biker movie called that, something like that. Uh, September 18th, it's going to be the Lake Tahoe Brap Mini Ride. Keep Tahoe Brap. Um, there's going to be a whole bunch of more stuff coming up here at the end of September, all the way through November with the IMS shows uh, and a lot of fun stuff happening in your neck of the woods. 
keep us uh, keep us posted on it. I know there's a few things like dust dust hustles happening in Australia. Uh, there's got to be something happening over in Hawaii. There's got to be something happening in uh, Japan and Burkina Faso and everywhere else that we have listeners. So let us know. Reach out. And um, let me see what emails do we have uh, to follow up with our emails. Has anybody got any interest in building electric bikes uh, or getting their hands on a electric motorcycle? Um, and has anybody seen, like Paul was mentioning, them cracking down in Huntington Beach? Has anybody in SoCal specifically seen, um, uh, what's it called, motorcycle motorcycle only checkpoints or discriminatory behavior by law enforcement officers or anybody toward motorcycles stopping gangs and motorcycles for no reason uh, let us know also if you've ever had a crash and it turned you on let us know or if you've been checking out those super 73 hot wheels collabs let us know and on that tip uh super 73 is not the only good looking electric bike company out there anymore and uh, I'm, uh, I'm gonna prove it with the uh, the Turdman 101, <laughs> the, tur- the Turdman 1000, we'll call it. Um, so, ha- anyways, have a good one. Uh, reach out, please. Check out our blog. Uh, we update it once every few months. <laughs> don't don't check it out, not right now. But you can contact the show. Email us at creativewritingpodcast@gmail.com. On Facebook and Instagram, we are at Creative Writing Podcast. On Reddit, we are at Creative underscore Writing underscore Pod. Uh, we're starting a little page over there where we're cross posting a lot of other people's good stuff and supporting people <coughs> who are just starting out writing and uh, giving them tips. People whose bikes aren't starting, giving them tips. It's really a lot of fun. And then trolling other people, which is even more fun. You can support the show at patreon.com forward slash creative writing. Listen to us everywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, and we don't say iTunes anymore. We say at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or Looney Tunes or Up Your Grandma's Butt with Coconut. And peace out, everybody. Talk to you next week. For a high-quality leather that doesn't cost an arm and a leg? Well, not yours anyway. Try Criders, made in the USA from 100% renewable resources. We don't use fancy hide like kangaroo or elk, nor do we use other imported hides like jaguar or okapi. Those animals are scarce and protected. We extrapolate our hides from a unique source of marsupial. Not a wallaby, though, if that's what you were thinking. Criders leathers are made from the United States' most renewable resource the common opossum. The common opossum is so common, in fact, that thousands of hides go to waste each year on American roadways. We don't believe in letting these valuable garment farms end up in the city dump, especially with a looming leather shortage on the horizon. Criders is dedicated to rider safety, and a low overhead is our number one priority. Visit Criders today and we'll fit you up in new skin. Possum skin! Criders, the cheapest leather you'll wear. Visit Criders now. We're located down by the stream behind the old recycling factory. Criders Leathers. 
Creative Writing is brought to you by Millman's Chocolate Chips. Millman's for long-distance truckers and motorcyclists on a long road trip. Millman's features enriched cocaine and skink pheromones. Millman's, I killed a ninja. Millman's Chocolate Chips. <laughs>